Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend, Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to talk some toys? Of course I'm ready to talk some toys, Breaker. How's everything going over there in uh, Oklahoma? Well, I'll tell you, I'm at a real crossfire this week, Jeff. Oh, I see what you did there. I, I <laughs> Not see really. I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> well done. Well played. Well played, kind sir. Yes. Well, we don't always get to talk about like a single one-off almost. I guess you could say this is a board game, but uh, this is a different type of uh, main event for us. And, I, you know, it's funny when me and Travis kind of started the show, I called it the TV toy cast, but I essentially assumed we would focus on action figures, right? Mm -hmm. So most of us are into, but diving into things like guess who and mousetrap has really been fun and now crossfire which you know me and you kind of talked about this last week had one of the best toy commercials ever we were actually kind of talking about this before we started but a lot of those board game commercials sold us big time back oh, yeah. in the 80s um i was also telling you about this but there was a fun house if everybody remembers fun house there was a have fun you watched sorry to cut you off but have you watched fun house recently you never cut off the rock. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't watched it in a while. Is it good? Or does it still hold up? Well, none of those shows hold up to me, but I, I found an episode on YouTube a while back. And I was like, I need to watch this because Funhouse has a Nintendo game too. Oh, it did? It did, yeah. Oh, yes, it did. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. I don't think it's probably any good, but I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that's I got to get that eventually. But yeah, I tried to watch it and it, it was just, it, it's... It's so ridiculous, but all those shows were ridiculous back then. So I, it, it was kind of fun to watch, I guess. It brought back memories for sure. Yeah. So going back to the commercials for Funhouse, I saw the commercials. I was like, oh, my God, I need this board game. Well, I ended up getting it for Christmas one year. And then all of a sudden, I next thing you know, it was like taking forever to set up all the traps and all the obstacles and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, this is taking forever to set these up. I just want to. You know, I want the traps to set up themselves, you know, go, go gadget trap. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is I think sometimes like the toy commercials, like I remember. So again, I'm a little young for the regular GI Joe line, but I remember, do you remember the GI Joe extreme line that came out in the mid nineties and they had the big bulky figures. That sounds familiar. Well, it, it, they were actually branded by Kenner, which was interesting, but I think Kenner was a part of Hasbro. So it's just kind of like this mm -hmm. experiment. It'd be actually a good line for us to cover at one point. But I remember those commercials because it was like G.I. Joe is back. They're trying to like, you know, brand it like it's a big comeback. And there were these big bulky figures. But like all the um, commercials is like dirt and gravel. And, and so it looks almost like a war zone. Mm -hmm. 
but it's like <laughs> this isn't the same when i play in my living room or I play in my bedroom you know what i mean like it's that weird thing of like you realize like i can't i kind of got sold something here because it just doesn't quite look the same I don't know. My parents' shag carpet looks like uh, dirt and gravel, <laughs> especially since it's the same carpet from the 70s still going exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but no, toy commercials were, were a huge thing, man. Parents don't believe in upgrading the house. Uh, the shag carpet of the 70s. Love oh, it. my God, man. That stuff. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, Crossfire is our main event. We're going to dive into it, you know, and uh, I don't remember a lot about this other than I did have it as a kid. My cousins had it and the commercial was so cool. Like you were saying, I wanted it because of that, mm-hmm. you know, crossfire. I remember <laughs> that part. And like the dude loses and like you're in outer space for some reason. He like <laughs> takes off and it's like, Oh man, I got to play this game. <laughs> and so <laughs> anyway, I, it was like marbles, but almost kind of like table hockey. If I remember right. Kind yes. of. Yes. That's kind of the, the gist of, if I remember right. Yes, you are correct. And I didn't get to play it when I was a kid. However, I did watch many, many a video on it on YouTube. So uh, we'll go over that in the main event. Excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, so I, I should apologize in advance. Sorry, Chad. We're going to talk a little bit about wrestling figures today. <laughs> well, he likes wrestling figures. Yeah. Well, actually, we've converted him. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. He's buying them now. He, he bought some superstars. To be fair, like I think that's the if I was gonna convince someone to buy a wrestling figure, that's probably what I would go with is the superstars. Yeah, because they have a lot of the nostalgia figures. So I mean, obviously you can't convince a kid to go for the superstars. They're gonna be looking at it like this is lame. But like yeah. if you if you can actually get someone from the 80s that um grew up remembering He-Man style figures, remembering the Remco's, you could definitely sell them on these figures because they've got Hogan, they've got Mr. T. You know, this is bringing back nostalgia feelings of everybody sure. in the 80s. Oh, 100%. And, and the line is really, really fun. I've always thought that. And uh, the artwork and the carding is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It has that nostalgic feel. So, um, yeah. But so I, I was going to I was gonna bring this up and kind of get your thoughts on it. We talked about it last week. What's Zombie's big announcement going to be? Ended up being CM Punk. Mm-hmm. who I guess in that time between AEW and WWE signed a deal with Zombie to do a Heels and Faces figure. But not only that, it'll come with a miniature Larry figure on its own card, which is kind of fun. Um, thoughts on this, man. Like our, I know Travis used to say, dude, I'm over the retros. I'm retroed out. I don't, I don't need a retro. And so how do you feel about Punk getting a retro deal with Zombie? Two thoughts. If you look at the figure... He's got the Pepsi logo on the left arm and the Cobra from Cobra Commander on the right arm. First how time did, ever, maybe? Well, how did he skirt around licenses? Well, to to be fair, Ron Rudat does his designs. Okay. And he did design the Cobra logo. <laughs> but did he design the Pepsi logo? He definitely didn't. And plus, I think those are trademarked by Hasbro and by Pe- Pepsi Corporation. So... How do you get around that? Uh, that's what that's my first question. I don't I don't think you do. I think they're just trying it to see what happens. <laughs> to get a C and D? Well, maybe it's only a two week pre-order, so maybe by the time people realize what's happening, it's already done. Yeah, that's true. Uh question number two is how am I gonna get Larry to sign the figure? That's what I don't understand. Like I've been seeing it online, paw print. Oh, paw print. Know, with oh. like an ink pad, you know. Yeah, or maybe hold the pen between its dew claw and its, uh, you know, back claw. 
Exactly. Um, Put it in his mouth, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, good for him. That's a big get for Zombie to uh, sure get that. I think that I'm going to be able to get CM Punk in the retro sooner or later now that he's back with WWE. Uh, he's a lock for almost every line, I would say. And this is no knock against anybody and whatever, but I can now get CM Punk in another line for a cheaper cost, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, again, I, I keep going back to those logos. That just drives me crazy, like how he was able to skirt around that. But, I mean, yeah. he's got to have something, I guess, to avoid lawsuits and C&Ds. Well, I do know this. I do know um, when he signed, um, I think it was Pillman, and when he signed Mikey Whipwreck. You, you, Mikey Whipwreck, I always remember him the most for the crazy shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he actually signed a deal with, excuse me, with the company that produces those shirts. Oh, to get the rights to do an official Mikey Whipwreck shirt. Okay. Now, where it's interesting is, same company are the ones Pillman used to wear. So he did a deal where he could put Pillman and Mikey Whipwreck in those shirts. Okay. My point with that is, it's not necessarily impossible that he didn't sign a deal with Hasbro or 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 Pepsi, or. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or simply, he is just, you know, seeing what happens. It's a two-week pre-order. Who's to say? Um, I do know, like, uh, there was controversy with Butch Reed back in the Galoob line because he had the Nike checks on his shoes. Yeah. And they obviously didn't have a license to do that. And also sweatpants. Why were they in sweatpants? Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> no, one <laughs> no, actually, we, no, we do know why. Well, we know why, but we don't know why they got through uh, quality control. But I, I believe also... I have to do some research on this, but I think on the uh, ECW line, I think the Lance Storm figure had like his wrestling shoe logo Mm -hmm. and his arm pad actually said Ace on it because they make like the athletic wear. So again, stuff like that does sometimes slip through. Being an independent company with a two-week pre-order, you can probably get away with some of this stuff. And the fact that they, they don't really show dead on Hey, he's got the Pepsi logo. Hey, he's got the G.I. Joe Cobra logo. They're kind of just not putting that on the forefront. Maybe that's why, how they're they're planning to get away with it. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting because, man, we got lit up by WWE for having the Hasbro card back logo on uh, – or Hasbro style logo on one of the uh, T-shirt stores. Mm-hmm. We got a C&D from WWE, and I was like, wow, this is my proud moment. Well, and I think sometimes stuff like that they can they can put a stop to because it's like, hey, you have you know this shirt for sale essentially forever. We're gonna we're gonna put a stop to it. But you know, I've also heard through the grapevine that you know pro wrestling tees they do micro brawlers. Yes. And how do they do King Harley? Right, that's a WWE trademark. But they made a King Harley race micro brawler. I've heard through some pretty reliable sources. Well, it was in the it was in the crate. It wasn't ever for sale. So because it was in the crate, they didn't actually sell it. It was a part of a crate, and they're not making it anymore. So it's it's one of those things where you're kind of skirting with uh, you know, with all different things, right? So I have also heard this. I heard Martha Hart didn't want to do an Owen Hart figure in his WWE look because she didn't want a potential lawsuit. Makes sense. Which makes yeah, it makes perfect sense, which is why we got the uh, kind of the Calgary version of Owen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, look what all these other companies are doing. They're doing them in their exact WWE look. 
Correct. I don't know. I don't know. Is it illegal? Is it okay because you're not using their real their their WWE copyrighted name? I don't know. Well, I don't have that answer. I think a lot of it is you know going to be like what you can prove in court if you want to take it to that point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Jeremy McDevitt is uh, kind of wrapped up in other stuff, so I don't know if he'll be able. Well, to... and that's that's another good point. Right now, they have bigger fish to fry than if a guy's going to make an action figure, right? So. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, and they may have asked Punk, "Well, what do you think?" He's probably like, "Go for it." Yeah, two week pre order. They're never making this again. It's already in production. By the time it's out, hey, we we don't make that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I don't want to detract from the big signing that is CM Punk for Zombie. That was cool. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. Um, again, and I I don't want to detract away from you know the surprise of it, but at the same time, it's like you know, the, the retro is going to be $40. There's a good chance we're going to get CM Punk for what? 15. He'll probably be in a retro wave. I don't know why he wouldn't be, especially like maybe like a previous look or something. I'd say he's definitely going to be in the superstars waves as well. And I think this was a smart move for zombie knowing that he had a limited window, put Mm -hmm. it up, make it happen. And then just kind of move on. Yeah. Um, Other retro news. I would love to get your take on this. So Mitch over at Hastel Toys um, basically announced during the Super Bowl that he had signed PJ Polacco, a.k.a. Aldo Montoya slash mm-hmm. Just Incredible, yep. and that we're going to get an Aldo Montoya uh, Man of War retro figure, which, you know, he was very prominent in the 95, 96 era. Uh-huh. I think this is a good get for for Mitch. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's a lot of fun. Not maybe an hour later. Zombie announces he's also signed Aldo and has an Aldo <laughs> figure coming. So the hell's going on with these retro people just trying to one up each other on this. Well, right. That's the deal. So you don't have a, a, you know, a dog in the fight. Not that I do either, but what are your thoughts on this man? Like, because we're, we've now seen that Mitch has made Ahmed Johnson and zombies going to do Ahmed Johnson. Zombie has announced he has men on a mission. Mitch mm-hmm. already did man on men on a mission. Both of them have macho man. Like it's now they both have Aldo. Like what were your thoughts? Like we're double dipping so much. Like this is going to hurt both of them. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Big time. I I don't understand what's going on here. Like if you guys want to make Aldo Montoya, you know, let zombie do his six inch scale of Aldo Montoya and let uh, Mitch do his retro. You know, it, it, I don't get why we're getting two of everybody from two different companies. But this is picking and choosing. Grapplers and gimmicks goes more towards a cartoonish look, mm-hmm. where zombie goes for more realism. So, does somebody want the cartoonish look, or do they want to go with a more realistic look? And that's all up to the collector. Also, on top of that, Mitch's is cheaper than zombies typically, and they hit the market a lot faster usually. Normally, that is, yeah, exactly. So. It's all about picking and choosing, and I I just don't get it. But you know, let them battle it out. You know, like like I was saying, I don't really have a, a dog in the fight either way. I I want both of them to be successful. I want all wrestling figure companies to be successful, quite frankly. But it's just like, man, I feel like we're we're not doing any favors for the collector market by by constantly one upping each other. Um, also, zombie went you know and announced on the super bowl sunday that he also signed bob holly mm-hmm. and now has bob holly coming to the retro line we're in the singlet so only we can only assume a sparky plug 
Uh, let me just tell you, super stoked for this one. <laughs> I have wanted this figure for years. I have a custom from Jason Wolf, which is awesome, but I've wanted an official retro for, for many years. Super stoked about it. Can't wait. So um, I think it's awesome, man. Like it, it's everyone signing all these guys, but you know what? Like if you're, if you're Bob Holly or, or PJ Polacco or, or whoever, or wild man, Mark Merrow, why not sign with multiple companies? More figures, more money, right? This is your dream wave right here. Mark Pretty Mar- much, right? Mark I mean- Merrow, Sparkplug, Holly, <laughs> Aldo Montoya. This is like Breaker's uh, box of gimmicks that he's been wanting for ages. The goon. The like, goon. Elite. I would love a retro, you know. <laughs> so this is like your area of, uh, they're just hitting your area to say the least. Oh, uh, for sure. That's a big get. That's another get big get for zombie is Bob Holly. How many people were big fans of the spark plug gimmick? I think more fans. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> present company excluded. Uh, okay. Drew Vensel <laughs> probably has my back on this one. Drew Vensel excluded. <laughs> no, but I think it, I, definitely that's not the gimmick most of us remember. Yeah. You know? But to me, what I what I thought was cool, what Mitch was doing was I, I'm trying to fill in like if the Hasbro line hadn't stopped, who would we have gotten next? Mm-hmm. We'd have probably gotten Ahmed Johnson. We'd have probably gotten the Godwins. We'd have probably gotten, um, you know, uh, Bob Holly. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people. Like even zombies doing Rock and Roll Express, which is awesome because they had a little run there in about '93. They were mm-hmm. part of Smoky Mountain, but they Smoky were Smoky Mountain. Yep, yep. So that, I mean, that to me, getting them as retros is awesome. So I thought that that was a really cool idea, and. Um, but you know, like that that does feature the TL Hoppers, the uh the Duke the Dumpster Drosies, all those characters that were kind of you know goofier at the time, but would be kind of fun to get now. So I think it's awesome, man. I know um with two dueling companies, like eventually there's gonna probably be some some animosity. I, I don't want that to be the case, but you know, all in all, I think it, it it might be it might work out because you know, Mitch's will probably come out first. Mm-hmm. But zombies may be, you know, just as good, if not better, to some people. I I still like the cartoony look personally, but mm-hmm. I can't knock what zombies doing either. His stuff looks great. A lot of people go for that cartoony look. Like, I made, I heard somebody say my action figures are. Was this Daniel Cross actually? Yeah, probably was. Yeah. Yeah, he said my action figures look too realistic or something to that effect. And even my friend, one of my best friends, says this. He goes, "I want my." action figures to have a cartoonish look to them yeah. like you want to know who it is but put a little of cartoonish into it because that's mm-hmm. toys to me i don't need super realistic like 2AT you know uh action figure i need some cartoonish look because that's what toys are like he-man back in the day you know he didn't it's a toy it's a toy exactly so but there's a lot of people that are like Oh my God! This Batman doesn't have this thing on his arm gauntlet, and yeah. McFarland, you're dead to me now. You know stuff like that. <laughs> but but uh, you, you know what I mean? It's just I kind of agree with my friend. You know, toys have that cartoonish look, like the Superstars figures. What's drawing me into them? One, they're twenty bucks, so that's kind of awesome. But two, sure. they have a cartoonish look to them, and they're hitting a lot of the wrestlers that I I want actually, and a lot of and my soft goods. This one soft goods and nostalgia feels too so i agree with daniel on this one not about the maximum sweat ones Ugh. <laughs> well unlike the superstars all like this is like the second 
doink ever i think with a ring jacket besides yeah, the ultimate the, the ultimate that, yep yeah that's really cool like an, a two-in-one andre i think the two-in-one eye concept is really fun mm-hmm. like it's overlooked the fact you can do mr perfect and kurt henning from awa yeah you can do afro andre with the trunks or you know late 80s andre with the singlet so i think that's really cool and uh if they ever do dusty roads i would love for them to do like soft goods polka dots black you know straight black underneath so you can do wwf and nwa mm-hmm. stuff like that i think is great so but no i i think i think there's always points to that i know daniel cross has said like his his whole thing is like imagine having like an elite hulk hogan in your hand and it looks like a miniature like version of hulk hogan he's like that's creepy <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> well you know there, there there's some there's some truth to that for sure so um but you know again i think anytime you know, we have different types of toys because people want to collect different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And your buddy Norm, I, I know you talked about him before. He's the big uh, Marvel Legends guy, right? Yep. It, and how many times has he told you, done, can't do it, out of this, they're too expensive. <laughs> and then they show off something new and he's like, damn it, I'm back at the store because that's what we do as collectors. That became an on-running joke, but yes, yeah. you're correct. And and that's and that's the whole thing with, with, uh, with collecting and, and stuff like this. And you know, I know uh, the major pods doing the big rubber guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I think those are great. I personally am not collecting them because I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I'm just going to hold back on these for now. But then it's crazy. I'll see like, you know, they just released the wave with Marty Jannetty, Sergeant Slaughter, and Ric Flair. And Ric Flair's on eBay for like 175 bucks. Yeah. Can you like, believe that? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Like, um, we've gotten so many Ric Flair figures in the past. Why is it this one? going for $175 it that's like usually galoob carded galoob prices that's not right. like just a figure that just came out and granted i know that it was you know limited run and blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 but 175 bucks i can't believe that sure it's a lot of money and and, and the, the people that are spending it why didn't they buy it when it was on pre-order you i know, know like, exactly well it's kind of like um uh, on another level, Eternia is shipping you know, yes. from Mattel Creations. Yep. And we need to actually get Travis back on the show to kind of give us the rundown of Eternia. Now that because he's got it. Um, but it was like 500, I think, or 550. It was a lot of money. And people were going nuts like, oh, there's no way we can pay that, blah, 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 blah. There's no way. It's too much money. But then I look on eBay and it's going for like 1400. Oh, it is? Yeah. And so it's like the, the comment on one of the, the pages I follow was like, how do people complain like I can't buy this because it's 500 but then are willing to spend 1400 on eBay? I'm like FOMO, I guess that's the only way I can I can think. Well, I think the people that were complaining about it being 500 or 550 saying they were out aren't the same people that are purchasing it at 1400. I think oh, the people I think the people that are purchasing for 1400 are the people that either A didn't have the money at the time maybe. and or they didn't know about it. And now that it's out, they're like, Oh my God, what is this? You know, Mm -hmm. that could definitely be. So I, I think that the people that were complaining at 500 didn't, aren't the same people that are purchasing it at 1400. It's definitely possible. I mean, it is, it's a lot of money, but like how, when you see that thing assembled, you're like, man, this thing's, it's a piece of art. Like this is awesome. It is. Have you seen anybody put it together? I've seen some videos of people assembling it, but I haven't seen it like in scale yet, how, okay. how big it actually is, but it looks awesome. Got it. For sure. But like, as I said, we need to get Travis on here to kind of dive into that. Cause I'd love to hear his, his thoughts on everything now that he's actually got it in hand. Something tells me he'll fall asleep right before we log on. 
he just might. <laughs> now he's like, yeah, now he's like cussing me out. Like, how dare Jeff say that to me? <laughs> um, Love ya. <laughs> uh, speaking of retros, just today I got my retro Mattel order in of Series 5 Hulk Hogan, Big John Stud, Wendy Richter, and Muhammad Ali. Have you? Did you order these, Jeff? Or if you did, what did you think? So I did go to order it. And then all of a sudden, you know, those capture things that are like, hey, you know, uh, pick all these pictures that are fire hydrants. And so I started doing that and it wouldn't let me get past that page. So finally, I got to a point where one, I was at work. So I was like, screw this. I'm done with this. And I, I didn't even pre-order it. It was because I was so tired of dealing with the capture thing. I could not get to the purchasing page. So I guess I saved myself 60 bucks on that thing. But I'm kind it of still be available. I think it is. But I just I haven't gone back. But it's funny because I've pre-ordered the big rubber guy, Magnum TA. And oh, nice. I've gone in, I pre-ordered uh, the Carrie Von Eric, not Carrie, Kevin Von Eric. A24. Oh, the, uh, the Zach Iron Af Claw one. Zach Efron A24 figure. I've gone in and purchased that. You know why? Because I didn't have to I, deal with no stupid stupid captures. So, um, yeah, it looks like the four pack is still available if you decide to pick it up. So, I, I was on night shift, I think, when this thing went available. Uh -huh. And I was asleep when it went up. And so I woke up like two hours later, hoping it wouldn't be sold out. And it wasn't, luckily. So I was able to purchase it. No problem. So I guess when I logged on, all the captures were normal. But does it like who I get so frustrated with that in general, mm -hmm. just trying to like log into something? Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's such an annoying thing in general, like having to. Look at these pictures. Like I, I imagine like what? How does an old person do this? Like, like when you can't, they can't even see anyway. Like how are they going to be able to tell which one's a fire hydrant? So, right. So let me tell you, I'm old. So I have to go through. <laughs> I have to figure out. Okay, here's uh, pick all the pictures that, or pictures that has a motorcycle. Well, the motorcycles. Uh, handle is in one other picture is that part of the motorcycle I, then right. I start overthinking this stupid caption thing now I know why it's there because they want to prevent uh, bots and you know other things I get it because we've all dealt with bots and they're the most frustrating things in the world so I kind of get it sure but at the same time man these uh, they frustrate the hell out of me because now I'm over analyzing this stupid the motorcycle's handlebar is in this one picture. So is that part of the picture that I'm supposed to click? Right. So that's how us old people over here deal with it. Breaker. We overanalyze it. It's definitely frustrating. That's that's no lie. But um, but yeah, I was able to purchase my four pack. Got it in today. Um, never in my wildest dreams that I ever think I would have a Hasbro scale Muhammad Ali as a referee. But here we are. You know. So do you like it? I do. I mean, I don't think I've never looked at any of the Mattel retros and been like totally blown away by any of them. Okay. But I think they're fun for what they are. And like right. you said earlier about the CM Punk figure, it's a cheaper price point. Yeah. You know, I spent about as much on that as I would like one figure from zombie or some, some other company. So mm -hmm. I can't. And, and the first female retro from Mattel, which is pretty fun. Wendy Rick. Yes. A very good um, point. Yep. I know China's in that DX line, but it hasn't came out yet. Mm -hmm. uh, finally got a uh, new version of Hulk, which is fun because we've had the NWO Hulk, but getting uh, the red and yellow Hulk is pretty cool. And Big John Studd, honestly, was a very needed retro. Like, that's one I was, I'm was i really happy we finally got. So are you all caught up on all the retros through Mattel? I have all of them except one. Roman Reigns. No, I got him. Um, Wait, is it recent or is it like a while back? 
it was it's not in the new new ones it's from a previous so i'll say it's from series nine it's the macho man and like the trunks is it the macho is it the macho man in the green trunks from series nine that is it oh i knew it i knew it (laughs) yeah uh i I actually looked out a few weeks back rad chad had uh, samoa joe and randy orton and sold them to me at retail price which was awesome so because those those go for a decent decent chunk of change now so i got those two and with those two it caught me up besides the green trunks macho and i just haven't pulled the trigger i've seen a couple of uh, ebay listings for you know 45 50 bucks which is probably what i'm gonna have to spend to get it but yeah that's the only one i'm missing are you looking for it carded <laughs> i'm good with loose i may have you uh you you've got my information i'll talk to you off the air i i do i do have your information you've got my information <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah, appreciate that. If you can, if you can, if you can track one down, let me know for sure. Okay, I may have you on that one. Awesome, that would be that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, man, lots uh, lots of things happening in the retro world. Do you? Um, we, me and Travis used to talk about this a lot. Do you feel like that bubble is going to burst where people are just like, okay, I'm tired of retros? It's I, Funko Pops, right? It, it is, and you know what? It's honestly one of those things that, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is this bubble's going to burst any moment now. Yeah. And I think we've kind of seen it among our group, but is it really hitting outside of our group? Is are people outside of our group still going bonkers for all of Mitch's stuff, all of uh, zombie stuff, all of Mattel stuff? Are they still going bonkers for it? The fan base seems to be pretty strong from what I can gather that everyone's still digging what they're doing. Um, I don't know though. I mean, it's hard to say like the, those things change so quickly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think everything is kind of dependent upon what's happening elsewhere. Like, look at, you know, Scott, your brother, for instance, great example. He was as into G.I. Joe as anybody, right? Oh, yeah, big time. And now you told me he's completely out. Yeah, he's out. Reason being is because McFarlane Batman has just taken over his life. There you go. And so it's not even so much that he hates G.I. Joe. He probably got most of the characters he wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he moved on to something else. I've done that with Marvel. I've done that with DC. I've done that with Turtles. I've done that with, with any line really. And you know, the more and now I, I feel like from retros, the shift might even start going more towards the Remco style because Asylum's doing it. Ringside's kind of diving into it a little bit. Power Town's going to be doing it. Like I know another company. I just assume another company is going to pop up and do the same style. And now it's like, okay, well, everybody's doing that. Like, eventually the, the, this bubble's going to burst. Yeah. Is it that Mattel just kind of started this trend and then everybody's kind of following along, just kind of being able to grab the people that, you know, we all wanted and, you know, cause they started the retro trend. Then they yeah, stopped. They definitely did. Then they stopped. And then everybody's like, we want retros. And then everybody kind of jumped into the pool. You know, we had zombie jump into that pool, Mitch, Sal, we had everybody jump into the pool. And now the, Mattel started that trend with the Remco style figures. They they yeah. were the first ones. So then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, here comes everybody else. Power Town and Bell to Bell from Ringside. So we, we've got a, quite a few people following Mattel's trends here. No, that's actually a very good point. You know, and I think that's that's what's interesting about it is because Mattel has really kind of set the, the precedent. Like imagine if they didn't stop Retro's. Because yeah. I don't think the fan base was over them. I think we were 
as a fan base frustrated we couldn't find them anywhere correct right but like as far as like i i told you this i think when it happened i was like i was going in walmart two three times a week to try to find these things i walk into a random five below and see all of series eight for five bucks each mm-hmm. i'm like really like i was willing to pay double on every figure <laughs> and couldn't find them so i mean it is it is pretty wild for sure yeah um, that's not, i don't that, know though i don't know though man it's it's kind of crazy to think about what might happen that's 100 truth because people we were so frustrated because anytime we see walmart exclusives like the retros were like you can just feel the ptsd just starting to kind of hit yes. us all of a sudden we're like no 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 targets right. a, target is a different monster target is so much easier on pre-orders and yes uh, seeing figures and shell on shelves target is way more fluent on that walmart is a shit show and we start panicking whenever we see walmart exclusives well i know that new turtles of gray skull line they're doing the four basic figures they're doing a deluxe figure in target and a deluxe figure in walmart the deluxe figure for target was mouse jaw which is like a mauser version of trap jaw and the uh the walmart exclusive is crane from turtles People are already being like, oh, there's no way we're going to find this. Like, it's mm-hmm. we're just not going to find it. And I don't know why it's that way, but man, it is tough with Walmart. You just never know. It's a defeated kind of feeling. Almost like you see it's a something's a Walmart exclusive and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's yeah. you're, you're, you can just feel the balloon deflate inside you when you see Walmart exclusive. When you see Target exclusive, you're like, okay, that's cool. Because I know, you know, it's like the Legends. I know mm-hmm. that when I go to my Target, Legends are going to be on the shelves. Right. I know that if there is a Target Ultimate Edition t- uh, exclusive. Like that new Ultimate Warrior. I saw it, it tonight. You know Exactly. Bingo. I know that I'm going to be able to find it. If I don't find it there, there's a good chance I'm going to be able to find it at another Target. But once we see Walmart, it's just we kind of just like, you know, we're defeated. We're deflating right there. And that seems to be, to me, the fault of the companies knowing that it's like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, part of me is always, like, enjoyed the fact that websites like Big Bad Toy Store exist if it's something I feel like is going to be a hot item. Mm -hmm. I know chances are I can get it on there. Yeah. And if it sells out, they'll get another stock of it in so I can can purchase it then. It's just, yeah, it's very frustrating for sure. Like, um, me and Travis got really into DC superpowers. Mm Mm-hmm. And Daniel Cross messaged me a picture just this week of a new wave that they're they're showing. And he's like, wow, these look cool. He's like, wave six? I'm like, yep. And he goes, what's the wave currently on the shelves? It's like wave uh, three or four, I think. He's like, I was like, it's wave four. He's like, how come we're not? No, it's wave three. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, I never saw four or five. And I'm like, yeah, no one did. Oh. Like, they're just not out. Like, you can't find them. It's like tons of wave three clogging the pegs no one's seeing other figures and it's it's like that for everybody they have exclusives that no one can find it's frustrating so it's at at what point do you just give up on the line and be like yeah screw this i'll collect something else because this is too difficult to try to keep up with is it maximum sweat dc superpower figures (laughs) unfortunately for him it is not (laughs) oh wow i was just wondering (laughs) But they do actually sweat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought they might have done a crossover. I don't know. <laughs> uh, good old maximum sweat. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 tough sometimes to be a collector because there's it's so hard to find the stuff you're actually looking for most of the time. 
Yeah, it really is. And again, I, I, I will bring this up again. Target, it's so much easier. Walmart, man, you're going to hit nine different Walmarts and there's a good chance you're not going to find anything. Yeah. I, I pre-ordered the entire first wave of the Batman, the animated series line from Target. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're not easy to come by, but I have seen all four Mm -hmm. at, at Target before and the exclusive Alfred. I've seen them all. So I'm like, well, it's one of those things. At least I know it's possible, right? I can actually get these. It's just, that's, what's frustrating about, uh, any of these, any of these, uh, toy lines that go to walmart you just never know yeah you may see a bunch of it you may never see it at all uh by the way speaking of batman animated series did they did you get the bat cycle or the vehicle i passed on that one you did okay i just saw that at target and i i didn't even know they were coming out with vehicles i just thought it was just figures yeah and what's cool about it is it's actually got an extra head of the bat helmet that he would wear with the cycle Oh, okay. So if you have your Batman figure, you pop the head off and put that on. He's got his helmet, which is kind of fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, I try not to do vehicles, man. It's just there's too much real estate with that. Like trying mm-hmm. to keep vehicles and stuff, it's just not easy to do. It was so much easier when we were kids because we've talked about right. this, but vehicles were a huge thing back in the 80s. We talked about this before, you know, but like nowadays, vehicles are a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite how much real estate we have in the house. It, yeah. You know, that's taken up by other stuff. It is. Vehicles are definitely tough. I know, um, you know, HasLab doing like the uh, the two HasLabs that they've done for G.I. Joe. I think it's a smart way to do vehicles because it'd probably be a, a hefty price tag to put that on a Target shelf. Like, hey, bit this for 350 bucks. You know, not everyone's going to be into that. So I think it's a smart way to do it. But again, for me, I'm just like, I'm more of a figure guy. I don't need to, I don't necessarily need all the vehicles right uh, actually i got notification that wave two from batman the animated series shipped today i think so oh nice i didn't realize those were already shipping so there you go man nice. i pulled a jeff i was like oh wow there we go i did <laughs> no, uh, no no um, the way to do it is you <coughs> do the pre-order then in your old brain your 44 year old brain you forget that you did the pre-order because you put it into a random folder in your email box and then you get home and you see the box on your porch and you're like the hell did i order then you get inside and you're like oh yeah i remember i I forgot all about this right yeah that's how it works man well yeah that i can see that definitely happening but uh, i got those coming so that's got joker commissioner gordon riddler and blind as a batman which is a very specific batman from one episode which travis was like so mad about that because he's like they're already screwing us man but that's the only way to get to build a figure and i'm like i know i know <laughs> blind as a batman yeah so i'm like well that's a cool line though i, I dig the line i dig the the sculpts so and the build figure concepts always kind of fun and getting super random figures just makes it more fun for me so yeah I'll probably hopefully they do a third wave and they'll, they'll announce that soon i'm sure probably what about you, man? Any toy news that you uh, you want to discuss or things that you've seen recently? No, I, I kind of me- I kind of mentioned that I picked up the big rubber guy Magnum TA. I passed uh-huh. on Hacksaw. It killed me to pass on Hacksaw, but I ended up passing on Hacksaw. Picked up the Kevin Von Erich. We also talked about this. Kind of dropped this. Yeah, yeah I want to I want to bring that up. Actually, I'm glad you you mentioned that again. Uh, what were your thoughts on that line? Because I know we've only seen the Kevin, but the back of the package shows all the Von Erich, so I can only assume they're going to make them all. With it being a $60 price tag after tax and shipping, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get all of That's them. a lot of money. That's it a is of a money. lot of money. 
Um, I may, and I hate to do this, I may get Fritz if they do Old Man Fritz. Mm-hmm. That's only because I love the actor who played Fritz. He did such, and we talked about this when we saw the movies, the movie, I should say, that he did such a phenomenal job, like playing Fritz. It was just, yeah. it was to a T. That was the, it cool, really was. It was so scary good. That's how, and it sold me to maybe want to get that figure. Now, again, after tax and shipping for out here, it was 60 bucks. That's kind of hard to choke down a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of money. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just may stick with Kevin. He did come with a soft goods uh, jacket. Which is cool. Anyways, yeah, I picked that up. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Did I do anything else this week? Uh, No, I passed on everything else. Uh, I have everything that's on the shelves right now at Target. So, yeah, that was it for me this past week. Well, the Magnum TA Big Rubber guy was a really fun inclusion, I thought. I hope mm-hmm. we get more NWA guys. I know they have Arn on a deal because mm-hmm. they did a bendy of Arn. I'd love to see them get Tully and make the Brainbusters slash Four Horsemen. I think that would be really cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of people they could do. I actually Kanek announced on the uh, Facebook group for the Major Pod that uh, Powers of Pain are coming in April. Oh, for the Big Rubber guys? That's what he said, yeah. Well, I got to open up the checkbook for that one, man. <laughs> and that's one that's probably harder because you have to get both, right? It's a Ex- tag team. Exactly. Well, we were we got Warlord in the LJN series, but we never got right. their Barbarian. So. Yeah, Barbarian always gets the shaft because they even made a, an elite Warlord, but no Barbarian. That that leads to my next question. Who still uses a checkbook? Wait. <laughs> the old checkbook. I'm going to have to bust out the PayPal. Bust out the PayPal. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, the big rubber guys are great. I think the line's really, really fun. And man, I hope we see I hope we see more people included in that line. I think it's really cool. I think Magnum opens that whole door for NWA guys and kind of seeing which way they're going to go with it. I dig it. Hopefully Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express would be huge. Um, I would love to see Midnight Express if they can work out a deal with Cornette. I would be all about it. Um, I'd like to see Cornette, you know, like mm-hmm. – like all those guys, like Cornette would go great with all the LJN managers, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would love to see it, man. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. A lot of NWA guys. I know there were a couple of people that were in on the hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Uh, they had both of them. They have the American face painted hacksaw. Which people and- pointed out because that's when he teamed with demolition. Yeah. And exactly. how cool is that? You know, put them all together. Yep, exactly. So anyways, it was tough passing on that one, but had to do what I had to do, you know? understandable it's a lot of money you know you gotta and, I, and I, i've said this on here before but you have to buy what makes you happy at the time you know you can't just buy stuff just because and you know it's not easy but that's what we have to do sometimes exactly so we're gonna make chad angry again uh-oh wrestling news as far as uh, wrestling <laughs> toy news we're gearing up for wrestlemania wrestlemania 40 and that's usually one of the bigger times for mattel to show off some new product and some new concepts and things of that nature um we're a good you know month away obviously but maybe a couple of months away actually because wrestlemania is early april so we're about a month and a half probably but any uh any predictions of what we might see for for mattel this year Ooh, good question uh we're definitely gonna see the next round of ultimates that are gonna go up for pre-orders after the heart foundation which oh the coliseum collection yes. coliseum collection thank you any predictions we- on that man um I'm going to go Coliseum collection. They they're doing the heart foundation tag team. So who else is still under a deal? Uh, maybe, 
maybe Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. It's possible. Um, they could do a manager. They could go Bobby Heenan and who's another manager that they made in the LJNs that they have the rights to do. Uh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Mean, mean Gene. They could definitely do Mean Gene. Exactly. Well, I could also see them doing a manager with his, with his like talent, you know? Oh. So if they did Heenan, I would love to see Bobby Heenan and King Harley. I would, I would obviously pop for that one. Um, I just want an ultimate edition Harley to be totally honest. I'm, I don't yeah. care. I just, I want, I want that in the line. Um, Jimmy Hart with, um, I mean, they could do him with earthquake. I mean, earthquake's not really LJN era, but it's, it's possible. Earthquake didn't get an LJN. So they, cause the Coliseum collection sticks truly to the LJN era. That's so. true. Yeah. So they'd be a little bit, a little bit too far. They um, don't, they don't have the rights to macho man. Not anymore. That may change though. Uh, it could change at any moment, but yeah, you know, hopefully we do find out that they got Macho Man and they do Elizabeth and Macho Man. Oh, that'd or, be great. Or that'd Ricky huge. or Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one too. Um, actually, they could do Jimmy Hart and Greg Valentine. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy Hart and the Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot they could actually do, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So I think we're going to see the next series of Coliseum collection. I think we're going to see our new next round of superstar figures. I think it's going to be a joyous time among collectors because I think we're going to all lose our shit because trust me, it's a whole different feeling when you get to access and you Mm -hmm. start roaming around all. Oh, sure. Oh, it's something else, man. You just, you're like a kid in a candy store, basically. I'm sure we'll see new retros, new superstars. Um, new ultimates, new Coliseum collection. Um, they'll, they'll probably be, I mean, obviously more elites and things like that. I would like to see the next wave of the Monday night wars because that's a line I really want to collect. And gosh, dang, I hope Walmart doesn't screw it up for me. Because <laughs> I just think that's a really fun idea of a figure very specific to that time period. Yes. Like I was talking to my buddy, um, Jason Doggins out here. He, he's a guy that's local to me. And I was like, man, I think what's fun about this line is you can do figures that really wouldn't work in any other line, but would mm-hmm. be be great for this. Like Ultimate Warrior wearing the baseball cap. Yeah. Because he's about to get hit with the picture <laughs> from Jerry Lawler. I'm like, that is garbage to anybody, but for that line, it would be almost perfect, you know? Oh, one that we're forgetting. I think they're going to show off the Steiner Brothers and it's going to be the 92 era look, 92, 93. Oh, yeah. Where do you think the first Steiner Brothers is going to be? As much as I would love to say Ultimate kind of like the usos or the what the heart, yeah exactly i'm thinking it's gonna be some type of elite style two-pack i think they're gonna play it safe and go that route although Probably. man if they go ultimate edition with all the extra heads that they could do for rick and scott you know the letterman jackets um tag titles you know there's they can dress it up pretty well like they did with the usos so Daniel Cross brought up a really good point about that. He goes, how come, how come they didn't put the M on the, uh, the Letterman jacket? So I was like, oh, I don't know, probably copyrights. He's like, but it's just an M. And I'm like, fair point. It is just an M. And he's like, is that really breaking a copyright? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, that's, I mean, zombie straight up putting a Pepsi logo on CM Punk's arm is one thing, but an M on a jacket. I mean, that's a fair point. I don't know. I think when you're Mattel, it's a different uh, ball game. Well, no, he was talking about the bell to bell figures. Oh, 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 I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, 
there's got to be some copyright. Sure. There's got to be something that the the reason that they can't do it. it yeah. Um. I just thought that was very interesting. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. It's just an M. Like it's not like you're, you know, writing a logo or anything. It's just an M. But yeah, yeah maybe they maybe they just can't do it. But no, I think uh, Steiner Brothers with the Letterman jackets is definitely needed. Um, I would love to see them in retros. I would love to see them in superstars. Mm-hmm. Give me all the Steiners. I would love to see something with Pillman since he's now under a deal again. Yeah, and that was a hopefully some Hollywood blonde stuff. Well, so that's what Scott and I were talking about on the uh, fully opposable show this past week. Do you think that they would do an ultimate edition Hollywood blondes two pack? And I said, yes, but Scott made the comment. He goes, well, which tag teams have they done so far in the ultimate editions? And I was like, Uso's heart foundation and then Hall and Nash are coming out. <laughs> and he goes, exactly. Are the Hollywood blondes up there? with those tag teams. He goes, those are some big name tag teams. Are the Hollywood blondes up there? And I said, yes, because it's Steve Austin. So I get his trepidation because stunning Steve wasn't a big star. Yeah. But he became a big star later. Correct. Brian Pillman became a bigger star later. So I could see them maybe doing that, but I don't know. It's hard to say, man. Like, I think if they re-sign the Road Warriors, would they get that treatment 100%? Oh, thousand times over. Because as a tag team, they were a bigger deal than individually. Yes. Um, same with the Dudleys. Honestly, I think the Dudleys could get that treatment because I know yes. they're under a Legends deal. The yep. Headbangers? Probably not. Probably you know? not, no. But it's one of those things, like, I love the fact that Mattel's signing all these people because, like, give me the Dudleys. Give me the Headbangers. Give me the Blondes. Give me, you know the Steiners. I would love for them to get LOD back under a deal. I'd love for them to get any of these guys back under deals. Cause I think that that's awesome. Like, I think the more people making these figures, the better, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I understand that that's going to step on toes, but it is what it is. Yeah. The, and also, you know, these don't even have to be ultimate editions, mm-hmm. you know, let just make these elite, like put them in an elite two pack, give them some special packaging for us, you know, yeah. us marks over here and we'll go bonkers and we'll buy it. You know, they don't have to be ultimate editions. I mean, if they're ultimate editions, great, you know, but we can, we can be happy with elites, you know, well, uh, my buddy, Jason Doggins out here also mentioned, he thinks that in Monday night war series three, that's going to feature Harlem heat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think that'll be another WWF tag team. And that's where I would put in the headbangers. I'm like, Oh wow, that would be cool because they haven't had elites yet. They haven't had any WWE figures yet, but yes, you know, it's, but it's also Harlem heat. Obviously they have the rights for Stevie Ray still. So, Give me Harlem Heat retros. Give me Harlem Heat superstars because those would be freaking amazing. Like you have these talents, showcase them, you know, put them out there. That was the uh, Harlem Heat that were going to be the variants. They were going to be like in uh, red and blue or something like that. The blue yes, was I think the variant, so. or I believe so. Maybe maybe black and blue. I'm not sure. Black. I, no, I think you're right because they did the. Red. I think the original elites were in red. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which those were fantastic back. In oh, the they day. were. Oh, they were fantastic, man. Yeah. So I th- I think it's really cool that they're that they're uh, they're going back through that. So to me, like Mattel's got a lot of stuff cooking, mm-hmm. and I think I've heard the next wave of superstars is Kurt Angle, Tatanka, and Big Boss Man. Correct. I think those will be sick. I I hope they give Angle the. Uh, the movable hair so you can do bald angle and, <laughs> and the uh, wig <laughs> dude they did the wig and then the, the, the wrestling headgear <laughs> amazing oh silly silly gimmicks i love it and all those characters will be fun so i'm hoping we see more of it man hopefully they come out swinging at wrestlemania i think they will yep absolutely 
Um, we haven't talked about this, uh, I don't think yet, and then we'll, we can go to the main event. TNA's first um, lineup for Power Town is going to be uh, Moose, Eddie Edwards, uh, Jordan Grace, and Josh Alexander. They're going to be ultras. They announced um, pre-order will be soon. We don't know when. Um, thoughts? Any any opinions on this at all? Uh, good solid lineup for the first series. By the way, did they announce price? They did not. They did not. Okay. They didn't show any renders either. Just, just the lineup. Yeah, it was just the lineup. Um, I a good solid lineup for t- all the TA, TNA fans. Uh, there's going to be some people that may have liked Jordan Grace just that one time shot in the Royal Rumble. They may pick up her figure on this. Sure. I don't. I don't know if they'll pay the hefty price tag that might come with it, but you know that it might. But this a, might be her only figure for a minute too. A, exactly. So you just never know. You can't predict the future. But at the same time, it's a good solid lineup. I I think it might. I know Moose actually had a figures toy company ROH figure. Correct. But I believe the other three, and I could be wrong, but I think they're actually debut figures for all. They are debut figures. That's right. Yeah, that end of uh, the Jacks line didn't. It was random. Didn't like Desmond Wolf get a figure, but it was Nigel McGinnis and. Yeah, it it was weird. Um, it was it was so weird. Well, and also at the time, um, I remember when those came out because I remember being kind of excited that TNA was getting new figures, and I liked I liked the Lux Aggression because that's the the style they were going for. And I'm like, oh, cool, I like the Lux Aggression. And I saw them. And it was almost like, you know, those rose colored glasses they talk about because I'm looking at the Mattels at Target there and I'm like, wow, these don't, they don't hit anymore. Not like they used to because Mattel completely kind of reinvented that and you realize like, wow, these are actually not very good. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, to me, it was cool that we got, you know, the guys that we got in that line, a lot of people, you know, that hadn't had figures, you know, in a while, a new Kurt Angle for the first time in a couple of years, new Jeff Jarrett, a new Sting, et cetera. But it was just, uh, it didn't really hit for me. So I didn't end up buying any of those. I was also living in Missouri trying to be a wrestler. and didn't really have the money to buy any of them. So that made the decision relatively simple not to, not to go down that road. But, um, but the first TNA line in a very long time, I'm super stoked about it. I know the price point's probably going to be expensive. Um, I know Cello was going to do these initially mm-hmm. distributing through asylum. The whole lineup is the same, except for Deanna Perrazzo was in wave one. Of course Correct. now she's in AEW. Correct. And they replaced her with Josh Alexander. But honestly, I think it's a pretty cool first wave. I think Josh Alexander's been a bright spot for Impact for a while. Um, Jordan Grace obviously has been making huge headway with her appearance in the Royal Rumble. And, um, you know, Eddie Edwards and Moose, big stars there. So I th- I'm excited for it, man. I think it's really cool. Yeah, TNA is getting a little bit of uh, play right now, to say the least. And I think that this is going to go well with their momentum that they've got going right now. I agree. I think it's, I think it's awesome. And you know, the fact that these will go, you know, kind of in the same vein as your, your other ultras, I think that's really cool. You know? Yep. So yep. if you needed to do a dream match between Moose and, you know, Vern Gagne, you can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I, that's a dream match that everybody. Steve Hoker's already thinking that I can tell, you know, he's already <laughs> matching them up. He's like, all right. Vern's going over with a roll-up. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna put that on his T public store. It's just the moose figure with a Vern Ganya power town figure. <laughs> he's already drawing it up. There it is. Dream match, Minnesota, you know. <laughs> In two weeks' time, I want to be drinking out of a mug with that picture <laughs> from his T public store. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so much fun. Well, anyway, what do you say we uh, we dive into the main event here? Let's do it. All right. So crossfire. We, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning. This was obviously a uh, a pretty big deal in the 
the late 80s early 90s like i said i remember my um my cousins had this thing mm-hmm. and i just thought it was super cool apparently you can actually still buy buy them um people have them from, used from 35 um all the way up to about 120 if you're really desperate to get crossfire. Uh, the game crossfire uh, so as i was saying earlier i did not play it however i did go on and watch some youtube videos yes so the way this game worked is there were two objects that were in the middle. And what you had to do is you had to use these battle guns that were filled with kind of like BBs. Yeah. There was almost like a marble slash ball bearing type thing. So, but what you would do is you would keep grabbing these BB slash ball bearings and you would throw them in your gun and you would keep firing at these objects that are set in the middle and you try to knock it into the other person's goal, similar to hockey, except you're using guns and BBs, not hockey sticks. But uh, makes anyways. sense. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that was the object of the game. When you watch it, these guns didn't have that much power behind them. So, when you would hit the object square, it would move it just a little bit. And these things were like shapes, right? With a marble inside. Correct. Correct. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah. So you would hit it, and it would it would move, but it wouldn't move that much. It was think right. of a hockey puck going across cement. That's kind of the way it was. It didn't move that much when I was watching these videos. But uh, what happened was also a lot of people ran out of ball bearings, so they couldn't fill up their gun, and so the their opponent has all the ball bearings in their little uh, nest. And they're right. just firing away. And so they have to wait for the ball bearing to get back to their nest. And so anyways, it got to be so convoluted. It took forever to film this thing. And it was like a six minute video to even get both those things into each other's goals. So it looked like fun, but at the same time, it looked like fun for maybe about two minutes, three minutes. And then you're like, uh, crap. You got <laughs> crossfire commercial got me. Yes. Um, a little information Crossfire was debuted for Milton Bradley. Get this, Jeff, in 1971. Oh, that was a good year. Yeah. Um, the 1990s release featured the uh, dome shaped board. Uh, so apparently it changed a few times. And then they re released it in around 2010. I don't recall that at all, but it makes sense that they would re release it. And it kind of goes to what you, uh, what you said that the, uh, that the, the game, you know, you're trying to hit the shapes into the other person's goal. So hockey-esque, I mm-hmm. guess, would be kind of the thing. Yep. Uh, the early 1990s, the American commercial campaign for this product may be arguably its, its better-known aspect, portraying the game featured in a supposed <laughs> near post-apocalyptic future with the game used for a battle between two young men as the ultimate challenge. The hero in the exchange was portrayed by young Tim Maynard, a Shakespearean actor <laughs> who transitioned into daytime soap opera acting well that's some useless information that you may not have known but uh but yeah man crossfire um the thing too with with games like this and i think with all board games like i i was i didn't have a brother so i had a younger sister she could not care less about the stuff i was into right my cousins were you know two boys and they were a few years older than me but they were close in age they got a huge kick out of Crossfire because they're always playing it, you know, mm-hmm. because there's two of them. So I think that's that could be also part of the uh, the thing, right? Like I remember, and, and it's, it's so funny because when, when you have a friend say come over, they're like, oh man, 
I want to play this. And you're like, no, it's not very good. Uh, because it's like, you've played it a bunch. You're not into it anymore. And I remember that being the case of Crossfire because they would see the commercial. Oh, we want to play Crossfire. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let's play wrestlers, you know? And yep. so I think that kind of plays a, a key into how, how fun something might be for people is, is how, how you're able to play it a lot. Yeah. Um. So what we, we never had Crossfire, but we did have a lot of, action type games like this for example we had the wwf hockey game oh that one's that one was so cool so what my buddies and i would do is we would start a stopwatch and we would do four minute three periods so you know the game was tied or the game was timed and you know whoever had the most goals that's how we won Mm -hmm. so but with crossfire it looks like from the videos i watched it looked like it took forever to get these little things across so it it was like six minutes and i could see that just being so tedious and you know it's fun at first and you're trying you're like oh i'm gonna get you you know and then after like three minutes of not getting the objects into the goal it's kind of like ah well and the things like they had the marble inside so they would spin right and so they had like little shapes like like edges they had so edges. if you if you if you hit it, it would spin. It wouldn't necessarily right. move. move. And exactly. So yeah, I remember that not being the most uh, the most fun game necessarily. But again, killer toy commercial. Oh, the commercial was fantastic. Like we said, like we were talking about, the commercial sold us on so many things back in the day. Yeah, you know, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week for the McDonald's toys. Where are the commercials nowadays? Like we see some commercials, but it's not like what they used to be. Yeah, You know, and maybe kids aren't paying attention to them, but like when I observe a toy commercial nowadays, it's just, it's lacking. It's missing that thing that just grabs you, you know, it's just not there. Well, you know what's funny is speaking of commercials, I see this a lot now and I I find it just so odd. Um, If you scroll TikTok at all, which I never did until I started working nights Uh and it's like, man, you need something to pass the time and TikTok, there's a lot of useless information out there to to help you pass (laughs) that time. But what I'll see now is like, again, if people don't understand TikTok, it's algorithmic based. So if you watch a video on wrestling, guess what they're going to start feeding you? More wrestling, more wrestling. You watch a video on politics, they feed you that. You watch a video on movies, they feed you that. Whatever you're watching, they feed you what you're into, which is kind of crazy that they can figure that out, but they can. Yep. And so I'm I'm watching I'm watching TikTok and I I like to experiment and make new foods now like that's kind of my new deal so I see a lot of people making different skillet meals and pot, pot meals and I'm like ooh this is this looks good I'm going to try that you know so <laughs> that's kind of my new deal but I'm I'm watching this stuff and I'm starting to see the new trend is people who are doing well on TikTok start doing advertisements. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing a product and you start watching a commercial you're five to 10 seconds in, you don't even realize you're watching a commercial. commercial. Exactly. Yep. And, and I'm thinking like, man, that is pretty freaking slick of these, of these companies make you think you're scrolling TikTok and really you're watching an ad for a product that you're like, wow, I don't, I don't need this, you know, like yep. but you're in, in the middle of it. Yep. Isn't it crazy? The algorithm being able to read you like that. It is. And they're accurate. That's the dangest thing, man. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's scary, man. Uh, this damn AI. Well, there's there's a guy that does a lot of uh, toy hunts on TikTok, and and all he'll do is just kind of kind of go through and show what's out there. It's nothing too crazy, but like I enjoy watching that. Mm-hmm. So anytime it pops up, I usually watch it. 
Uh, but that feeds me other people doing similar toy related TikToks and stuff. And so it is kind of weird, like the stuff that you'll end up seeing more of. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I guess I am into that. You know, I watched <laughs> one video. I like conspiracy theory stuff, you know, aliens, Bigfoot, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I, anytime I see a video like that, I'm definitely going to watch it because it's it's fun to me. It's it's entertaining. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty wild the stuff you see on there. But uh, but like I said, it's it's crazy that you can be watching a commercial and for several seconds not even realize you're watching a commercial. One of my favorite comedians made a joke about Bigfoot. He said, "I think Bigfoot is blurry." He, he goes, "I think there's an out of focus monster walking around." Could be. <laughs> there's a guy I work with who who is convinced. He saw Bigfoot. Please tell me the story. So he he camps a lot. Okay. Granted, I'm in Oklahoma. I'm not in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Just for, you know, context there. And uh, he's out camping and he's got a, uh, I don't know what you call it, but on his camper, it's like a, like a canopy, I guess, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this guy's not real tall, but he, he was saying basically like something came up and hit it, hit the canopy. And he could see it's like head was like, even with the canopy. And he's like, that's eight foot in the air. And he's like, this thing walked by and like was making noise. And he's like, I, I could tell it was furry and I couldn't get a real good look <laughs> at it. But I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it's something. I don't know if it's Bigfoot, but it's something. And I'm just like, well, we can't even get video footage of this thing, but he happened to walk by your camper. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm all for a fun story, but like, come on, you know. Uh, we have cell phones at our discretion or at our uh, hands right now. He couldn't have grabbed a cell phone and taken a picture of this. But exactly. It would have been blurry because exactly. every, every picture of Bigfoot is blurry. Yeah. I, uh, I heard a story from another comedian who said he knew these two guys that stuffed a gorilla suit full of meat and sold it on eBay for $50,000 to a Bigfoot hunter or professional Bigfoot hunter. And he's like, you know, he's like, here, think about those words, professional Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> this guy gets paid to hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> so funny. He's like $50,000, a gorilla suit full of, full of rotten meat. Like, yeah, yeah, People are wild. Well, anyways, back to Crossfire. Uh, yes, back to Crossfire. So when you played Crossfire, do you remember having fun with it or anything? I remember like the, the guns that you had on it. They were. Correct. Yeah. kind of made that sound. And, and and like you said, the marbles, I remember that kind of being an issue too. And I didn't remember that until you said it, but I think you had to load them in. You had to load them in through the top. Yeah. And, and so like, if you went crazy, like you're out. You're right. Right. And so the other player basically can win mm-hmm. until you can put more in. So I remember the only time I really ever played this was with my dad. And uh-huh. so being a little kid, he let me win, obviously, but it was just one of those things where it was so easy to unload your gun. You have no marbles. And so I'd go to his side, I'd grab marbles, put them back <laughs> in, you know, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It was a fun, it was a fun concept. It just probably wasn't the best execution, I guess. Yeah. overall. Well, the commercial sold a lot of those board games. Well, the thing is commercials, like we, we were saying before, they, they were so good back in the day and whether it was toys, video games, anything, there was enough to make you think like, I have to have this, you know, yep. like, I have to have this. And, you know, smart strategy, you know, get the kids excited about it. And next thing you know, like they're all in a, in on it, you know? And, and I think that's the case with, with anything like, uh, you know, me and Daniel cross covered collector cups on the rumble wheel a while mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And like, 
things like, oh my God, I have to go to, I have to go to McDonald's to get the Batman returns cup. Yep. You don't need this, but you want it because that's what they're, that's what they're pushing at the moment. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's not a huge deal, but you have to get it. Well, it's like stadium cups, you know? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Same thing. Why? When you go to a baseball game, do you really need that stadium collector cup? Not really. You can no. just you can just get a regular Coke, you know, just in a regular cup, but they upcharge for the stadium cup and you're like, oh, I need the stadium cup. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many stadium cups in my cupboard right now I don't use. Well, and like uh, I went to a Kansas City Royals game uh, a couple of years ago for a bachelor party. Lucky. And they did. Yeah, they did the uh, the ice cream in the helmet. Right. Uh huh. Well, I had to get one of those, right? Like, and I get up there, like, we're out of helmets. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I already talked myself into ice cream. I'll take it, you know, $17. Good Lord. Yep. Go. yep that's... I'll, I'll tell you, you know what actually upset me the most about, uh, about that whole experience? What's that? So I was, I was traveling, obviously. And I, you know, anytime you're at a, a sporting event, of course, you're going to have the uh, merch stands the snack bars, all that stuff. Well, we were walking by a merch stand and uh, that whole bunch of t-shirts. I noticed they had a whole bunch of homage Kansas city Royal shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh, I don't want to buy any here. I'll, I'll, you know, order them online. They don't have them online. Not all of them. Most of them are exclusive to the parks. And I'm like, yep. Dang, that was a miss. Like how cool <laughs> would that have been to get an exclusive uh, shirt I'll- from that, from that event. So the Warriors had that same thing. They they had an NBA Jam style shirt. They now they had the one that you could get online that was Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. But at the store, now I had never seen this on their website before and I may have missed it and it may it's have possible. been on there. Sure. You know, but anyways, when I went to their store for a game, they had uh there was a player they had on the team uh, a couple of years ago his name was Jordan Poole. They had Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. And I'm like, "Whoa." Like I've never seen the pool and Curry. I've seen the clay and or the uh, clay Thompson and Curry. And so I was like, do I want it? Do I want it? No, I've got the clay and Steph. I don't need the pool and Steph one. And I started like having this internal battle in my head. Do I spend the 35, 40 bucks on this shirt? Mm-hmm. Jordan pool ended up getting trade or getting traded this past off season. I was like, ha, dodge that bullet suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I just didn't expect there to be, you know, multiple different shirts only available at the at the stadium so that was kind of cool to see but yeah i don't know um i I think that's what's cool about going to events like that is exclusives you know and Mm -hmm. hopefully uh i'm sure at access this year they'll have exclusive wrestlemania shirts and things like that i think that's what makes it fun by the way sidebars i have now gotten to not liking wwe t-shirts they don't fit right i haven't had one in a while how do they not fit right so they've gone to a different style t-shirt now before now I am a neck collar t-shirts, neck snob guy, neck snob guy. Got it. Next snob, next snob guy. Yeah. Make that a, uh, a sticker hoker. Yeah. He's, he's already got it. He's already up on the <laughs> so, store. He's already sold three. So I like to have a collar that has a good tight neck that comes up a little bit high. If it lays flat or it exposes like a big you, part you of you don't my... want like the this deal like where it's like coming off the side. No, get that away from me. Stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I've noticed that a lot of the WWE t-shirts nowadays have that loose collar and it lays flat like on your collarbone and your neck area. Back in the day, they had the perfect shirts. Now their shirts were a little uh 
sandpaperish, I guess you could say. Yeah, they were they were definitely on the on the thick side, which that's not the trend most people like. They like the soft style. They like the soft style, which I understand, but at the same time, the soft style neck doesn't fit right. So I miss well, the sandpaper good neck, you know. Well, homage actually has like that extra support in the neck, I've noticed of their shirts so that like yes. they don't they don't they don't stretch out. Correct. Um, oh, you've got to get the right size and you've got to make sure you get your right fit from homage because I've noticed all their ex all their larges don't come out the same. Mm -hmm. So I've gone to wearing mediums on homage and those fit a lot better the way I like. Yeah. So, uh, the only bad thing is, is they're not long enough. So when I go to reach up and grab something, you know, I'm showing off my one ab, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've noticed that they're not long enough. So anyways, again, I'm a t-shirt snob. Like they've got to have the right fit, the right feel, you know, when I, I get it for sure. Yeah. So anyways, sidebar on the t-shirt thing. I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So WWE <laughs> shirts, no good for Jeff. No bueno on those man. No bueno. You know, it's funny, like anytime I look at WWE shirts are so expensive now, I'm just like, yeah, yes. even if I wanted to buy one, I, I wouldn't. There's so there's so much. You've got to wait till they have those buy one, get one or, you know, they yeah. usually advertise free shipping on Monday nights or Friday nights. You know, they you've got to wait for that super deal that you're just like, OK, now's the time to pounce. Right. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely crazy. Um, But Crossfire. Overall, I thought this was a fun thing. It didn't last long. I don't feel like I don't feel like the popularity was there for years and years and years. It's just a short period of time, but it was fun for what it was. But it's also another thing too. These marbles were so easy to lose. Yes. That after time, you if you had say thirty to start, you might end up with like six, and you're like, okay, yeah, this game is no good. You need an accessory pack of marbles. Pretty much, yeah. It would have been nice to have something to keep them in. Because I don't remember if there was any container for them or anything, but, no. but that would have definitely helped. Um, by the way, we had Sean Ng on the Fully Posable podcast this past week. I saw that. I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but I saw that you had him back on the show. That's cool. Somebody recommended doing a flag pack uh, because he's coming out with La Resistance and they have the yeah. Canadian flag and the Fleur Lee. Somebody recommended doing a flag pack. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea. You know, so with all the flags, I guess. Yeah. So you could put like the American flag with hacksaw or you could put oh, yeah. or Hogan with the American flag. And somebody recommended it to him doing a flag Brett pack with the Canadian I'm, flag. Exactly. So anyways, somebody brought that up to him and I was thinking, I was like, that's actually a brilliant idea. Well, yeah, because you don't see a lot of flag uh, accessories anymore. In fact, I think, I mean, I know uh, the the Hasbro ring had the flag, but really, I mean, I think mm -hmm. there was a there was a defining moment spread that had the Canadian flag, but I don't remember too many others having one. Exactly, um, but not many people carry flags anymore. That's the other part. The only one I've seen just recently was um, Serena Deeb on AEW. She brought out a flag, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen a flag accessory in a while." So yeah, anyways. So that's that's an interesting idea though. I always I always dug if Rusev used to have the flag, I remember back in like the yes, very good. The 2000 good. like 10 to 20s, somewhere in there. Yeah. So yeah, that's a cool idea. But yeah. um yeah, man, that, that Sean Ng's another retro company that we didn't even yes. mention. Yeah, and I've ordered three of his figures, so hopefully he's got more coming soon. I know he does. So so the goal is is the first retro figure should be on doorsteps in April. <laughs> And uh, as heard on this past week's show, he's going to a new carding. Uh, so listen to that. 
he goes into a full uh, blown out detail of exactly how he got to the new carding and what the new carding is going to be like. So very cool. Very yep. cool. So yeah, check out fully posed. We'll get your updates on that and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, this uh, we have to pick a, a main event for next week. It is episode 135. So it will be a wrestling themed episode. No maximum so sweat. I, no uh, maximum sweat. No maximum sweat. <laughs> so I, I was I was gonna throw some some fun ones at you. Let's see. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna throw that in there. Throw that in there, and then one more that will make you kind of kind of chuckle. That's my goal. <laughs> Just one of these. I know you're gonna be like absolutely not because you're not you're not a fan of it for sure. Well, uh, I will put it into a randomizer, and if the randomizer says we must talk about it, we must talk about it. There you go. Put it into the randomizer. I dig that. Let's see. <laughs> Trying to think of a good one. I should have been more prepared. How about that? That that's fun. More current, but I think it works. Okay. So we have four possible toy uh, toy lines to discuss here. All wrestling theme. We'll start with this one. ECW. Series two from original San Francisco toy makers, of course. Okay. WWF Bendems Series Two from Just Toys. All right. Jeff's personal favorite, WCW Toy Biz Smash and Slam. Mm. <laughs> he looks so angry. Oh my god. <laughs> and then finally. Something a little bit more recent, but I think it'd be fun to dive into. Uh, Heels and Faces, Series 1 from Zombie Sailor Toys. All right. So actually, I, I'm, I'm not using a randomizer. I'm using a wheel. A wheel. Okay, so, I like the we. I've used a wheel before. Okay, so tap. The rumble wheel. Tap to spin. All right, spinning. No, Scott, don't text me. His bubble pops up when he texts me. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, God damn it. WCW. Oh, no. WCW Smash and Slam. WCW Smash and Slam. Okay, so we have not discussed any Toy Biz WCW figures. Um, I'll be honest. I I am actually in, in the same boat as you. I'm not a big fan of these. Um, I think there are some decent ones, but all in all, I was not a huge fan of this line. Although I will say, uh, on a recent episode of the Rumble Wheel, me and uh, Daniel Cross discussed Wizard and Toy Fair and Toy, yeah, Toy Fair Magazine. I'm sure you remember those. Yes. And I remember in one of those seeing a full two page spread of the new WCW Toy Biz figures mm-hmm. and just being blown away. First thing with the jacket, with the bat, I was like, this is incredible. You know, Hogan's got the removable shirts, Scott Hall's got the removable vest. I was like, this is incredible. And then I got some of them and I'm like, not so much but at the time initially i was i was sold and they didn't really live up to the hype for me i guess well the thing with the wcw figures is everybody got excited because we went from original san francisco toy makers that were making vibrating figures and these big plasticky things yeah to more of a i don't want to say a proper scaled figure but like a more of an action figure to say the least it it looked a lot better than we had still not great though Uh, exactly and so like there was there was some excitement behind it like a new company you know they're Mm -hmm. gonna you know they're gonna put all the bells and whistles and you got the bells and whistles but you're kind of like not 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 the best could have been better not the best so 
yeah anyways we can uh we can dive more into that next week so yeah wcw smash and slam by toy biz i'm uh, i'm excited to dive into it because actually like i said it could have been good didn't really work out that way but you know i was hoping i was hoping it would be but it is what it is so that will be our main event. Make sure to check out my other podcast, the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel, every Saturday morning where we discuss a new pop culture topic. And then check out Jeff on Fully Posable every Sunday with him and his brother, Scott. Yep. We got Sean Ng on this past week. Uh, Sean gives a state of the KWK union address. So he goes over everything that has been up with him. And again, he goes over the new carding. Uh, he goes over some tooling and he, he discusses it all on fully possible this past week. Yeah, definitely. Very, very cool. I like that he comes on there and kind of gives updates for his lines mm-hmm. or his line, because I think he's got some cool stuff coming, you know, and I, I, I dig his figures, you know, the max moon was like a, a no brainer for me. Uh, yep. freaking Mantar. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> PN so, news. PN news. Yeah. Incredible. So, so I, I'm excited for more stuff. So a little spoiler alert, we do kind of joke around. I asked Sean, I said, is there any chance that you're going to be doing, I'm a spoiler alert for everybody. Is there any chance that you're going to be doing a new style figure? And he says, I'm not giving any updates. And I say, can you give us clues? And he goes, they are small. And I said, Ooh, with the KWK line, you're doing a hockey rink, like the old WWF hockey, Remco hockey. And he goes, that's actually funny. But we were talking about like how Mantar would be a goalie along with PN News, you know. <laughs> I, I could see Mantar playing some hockey. <laughs> Yoshi and Max Moon are centers and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> they so are I, small, huh? So that's what he said, huh? That's what he says. He says they are smaller, which is crazy because the retros are already like what four, four and a yeah. quarter, four, four inches. So I think four to four and a half. I mean, you think smaller than that? Really, the only thing you can think of is like muscle. Well, Scott mentioned that, but he doesn't give any, he doesn't drop any clues outside of that. They are smaller. Interesting. That's, that's kind of fun though. Um, yeah. Get on him for trying new stuff. You know, I dig it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast and we will see you in the toy aisle. <laughs>